0: And hello to you, and welcome to the Richard Nichols Podcast, the personal development podcast series that's here to help inspire, educate, and motivate you to be the best you can be. I'm psychotherapist Richard Nichols, and this is episode 193. It's titled Gratitude. And if you're ready, we'll start the show. Hello. 2021. And hello to any new listeners. I often get a little increase in new listeners in January or maybe previous listeners that took a break and uh, have just come back to me in the new year. We tend to associate the new year with personal development and self-help, don't we? So hello to you and welcome back to those that have just come back. I'm super flattered and enormously grateful. Thank you very much. As a therapist, I can only really help uh, one, one person at a time. As a human, we can only hold so many people in our life, in our head. There's only so many lives that, as a therapist, I can I can help change, which is fine. I'm okay with that. Even if, throughout my entire career, I'd only had the mental capacity to just help one client, I'd still be happy. But yeah, maybe not, looking at how much it costs to train and qualify and so on, but with a podcast, I can reach a heck of a lot more. Mostly anonymous. I don't know who you are. And have on occasion, wondered if anyone really listens or whether they just get downloaded, because they get download stats. And he said to get thousands and thousands and tha- thousands and thousands, tens of thousands of, of downloads, but for all I know, they just get dumped onto somebody's iPhone and they never even get listened to. So it was really lovely to get some emails over Christmas. Lots on Christmas Eve. And on Christmas morning, i got lots on Christmas day and a few afterwards as well as people check their emails because I sent out a message to all my email subscribers. I have a little Monday morning motivational email thing, subscription thing that I send out every Monday morning. I put it on social media as well, but not everyone sees that. So subscribe on my website if you like. You'll get a few extra podcast episodes too, actually, as a, as a as a free thank you for coming on board and some chill out hypnosis tracks to listen to as well. Anyway. I sent a message out wishing everyone a Merry Christmas and so on, as you do, and I got some gorgeous messages, some, some of them tear jerkers as well, really nice things from so many folks saying how much they appreciate me making this podcast series and how it's kept them going over the years, especially through 2020, and it makes it all worthwhile. So, thank you for that i'm super super grateful and I'll also tell you what else I'm super grateful for and That's my patrons on patreon I've been making Monday morning patron only episodes just like just like this one, but just out to just on Mondays just to these these private patrons and I've been doing that for two years, and I've been able to reach more and more people because of it and it's been amazing and even even though it was Christmas. And so often time we watch the pennies at Christmas, don't we? I still had a few new patrons. So, hi there to Jane, Kirsten, Helen, Shane and Rick. Thank you for jumping into the patron precinct. Despite being born with a slightly sarcastic tone of voice, I am genuinely, genuinely grateful. And that's what I want to talk about a little bit today. Some of the science behind gratitude. Because every self-help and happiness book my own included, does go on about gratitude being a big component to well-being and happiness and with good reason. Because it is. But why? I mean, it makes sense that feeling thankful and appreciative of stuff will make us feel better about our lives. But if we can understand more about why, then it can make it more likely that we'll play the game properly rather than uh, just doing stuff because social psychologists say that it that it's a good idea. So let's get into why gratitude is good for us a little bit deeper and see if we can make it stick. So, there are many reasons why it helps, but a major part of it that links links it all together is other people. Gratitude, it seems, is very much a social thing, which gives our unconscious emotional brain feedback about whether or not we fit in in our world whether we belong whether we're safe it's the opposite of rejection I guess or at least maybe protects us from rejection when we feel appreciative of other people in our life we feel closer to them and strong social connections are a massive benefit in keeping us mentally well every piece of happiness research backs that up One that I particularly like was run by Dr. Martin Seligman, who was the founder of the positive psychology movement when it really first took off in the early 2000s. And what I liked about this one is that, unlike most psychology studies, which are just done with a very specific demographic, usually university students... Whereas his used the internet and so he was able to look at how certain exercises differed throughout different cultures and, and, and over ages, age ranges and things like that. And he did this all over the course of a week, seven days. He got around six hundred people to start with, which is quite a decent number, because you expect some to drop out throughout the week because they get bored of it. And you need probably a minimum of three or four hundred. Participants to make a decent study. Well, he got over 400 taking part, and everyone was randomly split into one of six different groups. Some had to sit down each night and write about their early memories of childhood. Some had to write about their day and focus on three things that went well for them and why. Some had a one off exercise of writing a little story about a time when they felt most at their best in their life, and then review it every night for a week and reflect on their strengths. Others did an online exercise that identified their best personality traits, their their strengths, and they were asked to use one of those strengths in a new and different way every day for a week. And some did a similar task to that, but it was about uh, their top five strengths and the, um, the really important group to me were the gratitude group. These participants were given one week to write and then deliver a letter of gratitude in person to somebody who had been especially kind to them, but had never been properly thanked. If you didn't realise it, if you've even been paying attention to what I've been waffling on about as I've uh, gone on a bit, the thinking about your childhood group was the placebo control group, although they did have a very slight lift in mood, but... It was no better than the examine your top five strengths task. And the other strengths task, where you look at your top strength and then use it in a different way each day, that did quite well, about the same as the three things before you go to bed task, which so often you'll read about, go through your day in your mind before you go to sleep, think about three things that went well, it's useful. But the gratitude visit group Created a massive spike in well-being and showed significant lowering in depressive scoring. And it lasted a month. They did it for a week, but it lasted a month. And probably worked both ways as well because it's nice to be appreciated and thanked. It's got a big influence on us. It's even a great workplace motivator. The University of Pennsylvania showed this with some people who were fundraising by cold-calling people on the phone. They did a little experiment where half of the fundraisers listened to a speech from the development director, I think it was, before starting work, and it was just a recorded message that thanked them and told them that she was grateful for their work. That was it. The group that was thanked made 50% more fundraising calls than the group that was not, so it does work both ways. don't know how long it would have lasted, though, Going back to Martin Seligman's study, the focus on three good things, those people had an increase for quite a long time, actually, that was still having some of an effect at the six-month follow-up. But it wasn't, as big a, it wasn't as big an improvement. Yet the social connections that came with being grateful for another person had a really positive influence after six months. And it's worth us being aware of this if we're trying to be more grateful and appreciative we need to include other people into the mix which is a good recipe for great mental health anyway the strange thing about us is that these things don't necessarily have to be on our conscious mind in order to have a positive influence on us our mood can be lifted because of something good that has happened either for real right now or just in our memories But we don't have to be consciously focusing on the experience. Our unconscious processes, that's going to be doing that for us in the background, influencing how we feel. And that's why the opposite is just as true. That's why ruminating over our bad experiences brings us down long after we've stopped thinking about them. We can't necessarily forget our bad experiences, our mistakes, our bad luck or trauma. But if we can learn to focus on something else, we can find it easier to move on from the negatives in our life. It just takes practice. But we know it helps. There was a great study done once upon a time called, let me get this title right, Counting Blessings Versus Burdens, an experimental investigation of gratitude and subjective well-being in daily life. What a title. It was put together by Robert Emmons and Michael McCulloch, and was set up to answer the famous question we get asked a lot when we make up theories about one thing leading on to another, like does gratitude make us happier? The famous question being, which direction is the correlation? Because as I've said so many times... Correlation does not imply causation. I even got somebody send me a, 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 a joke direct message on Twitter with an image of that. It was of these two prehistoric characters talking to each other and a volcano goes off in the background and one says to the other, now look, all your babbling on about correlation not implying causality has obviously aroused the wrath of the gods. And we do make these correlation mistakes. So these studies that can help figure out what's going on are really, really useful. So Emmons and McCulloch's study was designed to manipulate gratitude and monitor happiness to find out. They did this in a series of studies in which people, university students again, but never mind, were divided into different groups. One group in which they were told to list things in their lives that they were grateful for. uh, One in which they listed hassles, one group where they did something completely unrelated and one group that did nothing at all other than just the questionnaires about how they've been feeling lately. There were a few different things that they did to figure out exactly what was going on and they had to do it once a week for 10 weeks and they handed in all their stuff every Monday morning. Anyway, Everyone did the questionnaires to measure positive and negative emotions. So if those that received the gratitude manipulation experienced more positive and less negative emotions over the course of the study, then it would be safe to say that gratitude had caused these changes in their experience and not the other way around. And of course it did. Otherwise, I wouldn't be telling you about it. And it was all because they were just asked this. There are many things in our lives, both large and small, that we might be grateful about. Think back over the past week and write down on the lines below up to five things in your life that you are grateful or thankful for. And that was it. Once a week, five things. And the answers they got were as simple as the Rolling Stones or the generosity of friends and... For wonderful parents, which I thought was quite sweet. Now, we might not all have had wonderful parents. We might not all have generous friends. But we've all got the Rolling Stones, or our own equivalent. Not sure what mine would be. Probably music as a whole, rather than just the Rolling Stones. But maybe the Rolling Stones, or they did some corkers back in the day. Some fabulous albums. So, the hassles that created the negative effect on people came from this instruction. Hassles are irritants. Things that annoy or bother you. They occur in various domains of life, including relationships, work, school, housing, finances, health, and so forth. Think back over today and on the lines below, list up to five hassles that occurred in your life. And they came up with things like hard to find a car park space, messy kitchen that no one's going to clean, finances depleting quickly, that sort of thing, having a horrible test in health psychology, stupid people driving and doing a favour for a friend who didn't appreciate it. These had a negative effect on well-being over the course of 10 weeks, had a really significant negative effect on their well-being and mood. This is what jumped out at me when I read the study, because clients of mine will often say that they're struggling with The petty irritations of life just like that. And if we spend more time ruminating over those things rather than on the things that we're grateful for, even if it is just the Rolling Stones or whatever, we're going to see some real good happening. Because although they didn't set out to monitor those, what the study also found is that those in the gratitude group had fewer symptoms of physical illness after 10 weeks. And they were exercising more. So not only did they feel better emotionally, they felt better physically. And because of that, they felt able to take steps to keep that positive health cycle going. And all it took was to spend a few minutes, once per week, thinking about relatively small things to be grateful about. But by merging all of these things together, I wonder what would happen if we spent a little bit of time, once per week, thinking not just about the things that we're grateful for, but also the other people who are grateful for us. If we can see that we are worth someone going out of their way for, that somebody has made some sort of tiny, even, self-sacrifice for us, then it gives us a good self-esteem boost. Especially if, if we have the perspective that somebody wanted to do something for us and didn't just do it out of duty, even if all they did is make you a cup of tea. One question I ask clients sometimes who are struggling to find meaning in their life is some variant on this, especially if their job seems pointless to them. What I say is, if you were missing from today, who would have been let down? And it's rare for somebody to think about this and still say no one. It happens. Of course it happens. People do say that to me and we deal with that. But sometimes people will say no one. And it's just a knee-jerk reaction. They're reacting to their feelings of pointlessness with thoughts that confirm it. Sometimes we need to stop and genuinely think to ourselves, if I wasn't here today, what would that person have done differently? Would that person there have to work harder at something? Would that person there struggle in some way? Would that person be let down? Would that person be disappointed? Gratitude occurs sometimes when you understand that you matter to somebody else perhaps more than you ever realized so how do we do this i say so many times that there are no real rules to happiness we do what works for us some people keep a daily journal that's a good idea it doesn't have to be a posh thing it could just be in the notes app on your phone or scribbled on a notepad although writing handwriting does seem to have a better effect but even just thinking about these things can help what i would say is though don't do the same thing every day Three things before you go to bed, fine. But to spend half an hour trying to immerse yourself in gratitude every day would probably backfire. Because even if you got good at it, in fact, especially if you got good at it, it just becomes second nature. We might stop it having such a positive effect on us. So once or twice a week, maybe, ask yourself some questions about what you'd miss or who you'd miss if they were gone. And maybe see that others would think the same way about you as well. If you can make it more about the experiences you can have and people in your life, then that would probably have a greater effect as well. Sure, smartphones are great, but it's it's just a thing and we can get so used to things. Instead, maybe think about what those things can do for you instead. So rather than, I love my phone, think, I love being able to listen to podcasts. I love being able to listen to music whenever I want to. I love seeing photos of my friends and family and the experiences I've had with them any time I like. That sort of thing, rather than just the phone itself. Practice this sort of attitude and don't be surprised if 2021 turns out to be better than you expected. If you want my extra episodes, by the way, jump on board at patreon.com forward slash Richard Nichols. It's £6 per month plus taxes, depending on where you live, because some countries have zero VAT on digital services, you see. But you get a discount if you sign up for a year. So it works out being about a fiver per month. It's there if you want it. And even if you don't listen and you just want to thank me for what I do, and make my life easier, those fivers do mount up. And, I, and, I, and it means then I don't have to work so many evenings and weekends doing stuff like this, which will which I would be super grateful for. Anyway, enough of that seriously hard sell there, if that's even what it was. I'll be off for now, but I'll be back before you know it. Happy New Year, by the way, and I'll speak to you again very soon. Take care.